Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. But first, let's have a look at the main business stories in the newspapers and websites. And as usual on a Friday, we do so in the company of Aidan Donnelly from Davies. Good morning, Aidan. Good morning, Joe. How are you? I hope you got into work or you get into work on this snowy um, Friday uh, easily. It's a bit uh, it's a bit snowy in the south side um, this morning. Uh, let's start with the Irish Times. Mark Paul has a story about the ESRI report into housing. Yeah, the, the, there's a few very interesting conclusions in this. The, the, the most important one, I think, really is that the ESRI are saying, that, you know, if you want to build all, all of these new houses, there is a, a critical shortage of, of key trades like carpentry and plumbing. And what they're saying is that if you added those onto the state's critical skill list, it would make it easier for qualified workers from outside the European Union to get visas and therefore increase the construction workforce um, in, in, in the same time. And, you know, I, I, I think it makes sense when, you know, we, we say, we talk about it all the time, uh, you know, the, the, the major uh, bottlenecks that are ultimately within within the the, the system in order to, to get those housing numbers up, and and the obvious one is is uh, qualified tradespeople. So you're not going to necessarily develop all of those yourself over the next few years of time to to meet your requirements. So you're going to have to get them from somewhere, and this makes sense. Um, the other thing I think that's very interesting is that uh, they they point out that the highly litigious nature of the property sector could scupper any moves to give the, the land development agency the right to acquire private lands for housing. So um, there, there is a little bit of a sting in the tail there and, and, and definitely one that they, they want to point out. And then the other final point I think that's interesting from this is the fact that, you know, the, 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 the question whether the, the, the banking situation as it is and the banking infrastructure that's set up right now would be able to... to um, manage the significant increase in uh, for lending etc uh, from the residential building sector if this was to come through yeah um a very interesting ruling uh, from the european court of justice in relation to google searches yeah this is kind of a follow on from the you know we, we, there's been a lot of uh, talk over the last few years about this idea of right to be forgotten where you can apply to have uh, your information taken off the system if it's outdated or it's embarrassing and people are allowed to do it, um, uh, apply to have it done. But this is a development on from that. And, and what they're saying, the European Court of Justice is saying that um, dereferencing information if the person makes a, a, a request um, because the, the, the material is manifestly inaccurate. And this is there's been a big issue about the regulations in, in Europe about, you know, because it kind of pits data privacy against uh, the public's right to know. But in this lady's case, was actually a group of uh, uh, investment companies. Um, they haven't been identified, but what they basically said was that there was information on there that when, when you ran a search on them, they basically um, criticised the, the, their employer's investment model and they wanted it removed and they'd pro- proven or they'd given information to show that it was incorrect. But now the court has basically said, yeah, look, if, if you're going to show and, and, and if you're if somebody submits relevant and sufficient evidence proving that something is manifestly inaccurate, then you know the the, the search engine must grant the request. 
Yeah, it's interesting because uh, only those who can lawyer up and go to the courts and prove against one of the biggest companies in the world that the information was wrong would be able to do that. The less well-off one among us um, won't be able to to do that, I suspect. But that would be the interesting one, especially for the privacy advocates, and there are plenty Mm -hmm. of them uh, all over the place. Sarah Collins in the Irish Independent has a story about the requirement to file VAT for some kind of short-term hoteliers. Yeah, this again is an EU, uh, new EU rules coming into place, and basically it, it, it captures a lot of the, you know, the, the short-term um, holiday hours, like the Bookies.com, Travago, Expedia, and also obviously Airbnb. And basically, what it's saying is that these companies are kind of liable to pay the VAT where their users fail to do so. So the European Commission estimates that a clampdown on travel apps could bring in an, an additional. 6.6 billion a year into the, into the coffers of the of, of the the block and what they basically want people to do is, is um make sure that e invoicing um is brought in right across the board and then ultimately governments can choose whether they want they're certainly going to make it on, on a cross border basis but then, then governments can choose to decide whether it's going to be mandatory from a from a domestic trade uh, perspective and Again, this this article points out that a lot of Irish companies are are quite far behind their German and French counterparts when it comes to to being prepared for for e invoicing. Yeah, that's an interesting one because um, so many of us kind of say, "Oh, I'll just buy a second property and I'll put the I'll put it up uh, the rooms up on Airbnb and make a fortune." Well, the, the taxman's going to want to know exactly what fortune you've made. Uh, on that thing. So it may not be quite as advantageous to buy that second home uh, by Lake Garda 8, which I know you're looking yeah. at. Um, strict new rules from Disney Plus on who and what can be advertised. Yeah, absolutely. This is this is Disney Plus have rolled out their new um, ad supported version. They did it yesterday. And uh, I, I suppose it's, you know, we're seeing this everywhere, but from the very, very get go, they're, 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 they've put in place some, from some fairly strict rules. There are going to be no alcohol commercials, no political spots and no ads from competitors, which is the one that's probably raising the most eyebrows here. And that basically means that they're going to shut out rivals like Netflix and, and Amazon Prime um, and basically prioritize their own shows and films. And ultimately, I suppose that makes perfect sense. Um, but the new the new platform is going to have four minutes of commercials per hour or less, uh, and that's about half what's on um, the Hulu, its sister streaming site. It's going to cost eight dollars a month, and I think it, what would be interesting here is it does come against a, a backdrop of a very very tough time for the media industry now with a large pullback in ad spending um, and and obviously fears around around the recession. So. It's it's interesting that they're being very uh, clear from the outset who who's going to be in and who isn't. Yeah, uh, and Disney, of course, um, are, are really shaking up that uh, subscriber model uh, that Netflix had dominated uh, only three years ago. It was the absolute dominant, and then of yeah. course you've got Amazon Prime Video, but now you've got Paramount Plus, Disney Plus, Apple Plus. I can't believe it's not Plus out there. <laughs> Uh, can we move to the markets? There was some slightly positive noises coming out of the Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen, overnight. Yeah, ultimately, again, the big question really for, for investors right now is with all of the interest rates that have gone, uh, interest rate increases that we've seen so far this year, and again, 
Obviously, we've got three central bank meetings next week. Um, the big question really is that transmission mechanism from increasing interest rates to try to stave off inflation and what impact that has on her on, on, on the economic growth. And it, it's a huge question out there now as to whether the U.S. goes into, into a recession or not. And, and interesting from Janet Yellen's perspective last night, she said, look, we, we, you know, we think they can actually avoid uh, the recession. And certainly I'd be in that camp, too, because... You know, look at the underlying strength in the economy in terms of consumer and, 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 and corporates. They remain very, very healthy in terms of their balance sheet and their businesses. So, you know, there, there's a lot of doomsayers out there. But it's interesting just to see Janet come out and, and, and say they think they can, they can just skirt by recession uh, into next year. Um, very quickly, do you think we'll get a Santa Claus rally? I don't think so. I don't think so. I, 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 we've seen such a strong move in a kind of October and November uh, in markets. Uh, I think a lot of that has been a technical one where, you know, hedge funds were very, very short to the market uh, going into that period. They've now tried to square their books uh, for the end of the year. They want to be able to go and enjoy a bit of par- December parking that they haven't done for the last three years. So, um, I, I think a, a lot of that move is really them squaring their books. And given the uncertainty out there, I, I, I think for the most part, the investment community are probably willing to say, listen, can we just draw a line under this uh, year once and for all and just just look out into, into 2023? Yeah. All right, Aidan, lad, that's it for now. Thank you very much for joining us. I appreciate you, Aidan, as ever. Aidan Donnelly there from Davies Stockbrokers. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.